my name is Gwenda. And I'm Tatiana. And you're listening to GT Conversations, the ultimate global lifestyle podcast. Hello and welcome to our episode today. We are super excited to speak about one of our favorite topics, which is public transport. And thank you guys so much for listening in last week to our intro episode. And um, we got a couple of very good questions. We got terrific feedback. And um, specifically, we got a question from uh, Itzida Chetty, who was asking what were the cultural differences or similarities uh, we found between India and Germany? So why don't you tell us, Tatiana? I'm pretty sure like, we'll actually do like a episode diving deep into this topic, but... Like, do you have anything that comes to mind right away? So either all or nothing, sort of. It's <laughs> so many things. Okay, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind was the first thing that I noticed when I actually moved to Mumbai. Because it just so happened that on the day I was moving to the city, my back then boyfriend, now husband, was invited to a wedding and uh, I was joining him. And had never been to a wedding, to an Indian wedding before. And we went. And the whole time I was thinking, okay, it's like people are drinking quite a bit. I got to know later on it wasn't a wedding. It was the... Um, Sangeet? Yeah, it was a Sangeet, which is much more relaxed and a sort of party atmosphere than the formal wedding that comes after that. So anyway, uh, I felt people were drinking quite a bit. And I was wondering, like, but where's the food where's the food so I kept like I, I I wasn't drinking at all pretty much because I actually was pretty hungry after the flight and everything so I was like yeah I'm not gonna drink now on an empty stomach and directly make complete uh <laughs> <laughs> fool out of yourself by like getting drunk first impression of the new girlfriend is like she gets drunk <laughs> Germans can't hold their liquor um speaking of cultural differences Anyway, so um, it uh, and then the bar was shut down and then they brought out the food in the end of the event when basically everybody ate and then went home. That's that's a big, big cultural difference. You're so right. I think like that hap like that never happens. Like for us in Germany, like usually like either you drink while having dinner or you have food and then end the evening by having drinks and conversations. It's always about, okay, let's eat something before we go out and drink yeah never so, drink on an empty stomach that's yeah. what that's what our parents taught us <laughs> so true but then there's also actually a second part to the question Siddharth wanted to know if we can speak in Hindi Gwenda Arre <laughs> Let's switch back into English because obviously we are not perfect in Hindi. Hopefully you understood. But um, also the main reason is we have obviously a lot of listeners from uh, abroad and also other Indians who do not understand Hindi. So we want to keep this uh, podcast as inclusive language-wise as possible. Let's jump into like our favorites of the week and our goals of the week before we get into the public transport discussion. What was your favorite of the week? So my favorite of the week, uh, you won't believe it, it was a bug. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so um, for everybody who's listened to the intro episode, obviously I love to read. I read a lot and it won't be a book every time, but just so it happens this time it is. And it is called Chinatown Days by Rita Chowdhury. And it actually is a fantastic 
historical fiction book about how a team made it to India. So for everybody who's interested uh, in that development, uh, that might be something, but also how India came to have quite a bit of a Chinese population or a Chinese community, actually, something that is less and less known even for Indians today. But my husband happens to come from that community and it's a very interesting history, Especially also, there's a very sad element to it where the Sino-Indian War happened in 1962. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, that's what the book is really about, what the community had to go through. So if you're interested in those topics, then please pick up Chinatown Days by Rita Chaudhary. Amazing. And you, Brenda? I did buy eight new books today. Uh, not, not today, <laughs> not, not today, sorry, this week. But my favorite of the week is actually an experience. Um, so on Sunday morning, I had the honor to be part of the inauguration of the Under-14 Girls um, Yuba League, which is um, a football league by the Mumbai Football Association. I mean, you guys know, like, I love playing football and obviously I'm very involved in, like, so many different elements of, of the game. But, like, seeing young girls coming out, playing competitive of football is just like wow like really like the future of football is Indian and the future of football is female it's just it's just amazing to see how young girls come on the pitch the confidence that the game gives them and and like yeah oh, loved it loved it loved it um so that was definitely my favorite of the week Woo-hoo. that sounds fantastic and speaking about football <laughs> What is your goal of the week? (laughs) (laughs) What an amazing transition was this, okay? (laughs) That was not planned. I recently traveled to Singapore and discovered a fantastic bookstore there owned by a local Chinese Singaporean. And the guy did such a fantastic job in presenting the books that he had there. Most of them written either by Singaporeans or were even set in Singapore. And he was saying that actually not many Singaporeans are right, uh, reading these days and he would like to change that with his bookstore, but also getting the Singaporean books out there to whoever comes by. And uh, I thought of writing an article about that. So my point is basically to write that and pitch it and get it out there. Wow, fantastic. And what's the name of the bookstore? The bookstore is called Book Bar. And wow. it's, Ooh, yeah, because nice. it does have a cafe as well as part of it. So it's really, it's a terrific little place. Fantastic. We should link it in the show notes. We shall. We shall do that. What is your goal of the week? Okay, don't laugh at me. It's actually... (laughs) Okay, I need to get a haircut. Like, my hair has become way too long. I know, like, people laugh at me saying that, okay, why the heck do I have to put this on my to-do list? Like, it's such a pleasurable thing for so many people to go to a salon and get pampered and everything. I've been postponing this way too long. This week, I'm going to a transformation salon in Flava Devi. It's an inclusive hair salon run by transgender. And I'm going to cut my hair short. Short? Yes. If I do it, then I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Not completely short. So I'll keep it long enough that I can still put it in a bun or something while playing football. But definitely at least half of it has to come off. I can actually understand that my mom hates going to the salon. I love it. Why does it put you off, Soro? I mean, it doesn't put me off, but it's just like a waste of time. Like, I don't feel productive, you know? Like, you just have to sit there, be quiet and calm and, like, relax. Ah, but you invest that time so that you save time later on, no? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm going to get a haircut this week. I'll post the before and after. So as a proof, so you guys also know that Gwenda has gone and cut her hair and she's done it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Um, and I'll actually use public transport, I guess, to go there. I think I can go there by train. Okay, so let's get into our main topic, public transport. But before we do that... Do you want to rediscover your love for books? Are you looking for recommendations to diversify your reading? Or do you want to connect with other readers? Then join Susigat Book Club. Our vibrant community gathers twice a month to explore diverse books, discover new perspectives, and engage in thought-provoking discussions. Visit us on Instagram at Susigat Book Club to find out what we read next and drop us a message to join us. Happy reading! So now let's get into the discussion about public transport. Before we jump into the reasons why we love it so much, I just wanted to share something with those of you who are not from Mumbai. The city is basically surrounded by water on three sides. So that means like all the traffic, whether it's on road or public transport stuff is mostly north to south and south to north. We have more than 20 million people living in the city. We are a mega city. And as per the latest data, we have more than 4 million vehicles registered in Mumbai. That includes cars and two-wheelers and everything. And it's just crazy because if you cut it down or if you like do the calculation, that means that we have around 2,000 vehicles per one kilometer of road in Mumbai. That is nuts. That is <laughs> that is crazy, <laughs> seriously. And that's the reason why, obviously, like we are all always stuck in traffic and we are always complaining in, in Mumbai. It's, uh, I think, the excuse number one for why people are late. They're always like, sorry, I'm stuck in traffic. That's very true. I actually recently also saw something where, where it was mentioned that a car is actually the worst purchase that you can make because the more people buy cars, the less efficient it actually gets, which you don't have if you speak about bicycles or even motorbikes to some extent don't really have that amount of problem. But cars, uh, every one person having a car, the busier it gets on the road. It's, it's crazy. And then on the other side, uh, last night, while I was preparing for this podcast episode, I came across a very interesting study that actually ranked Mumbai in the top 20 world best cities for public transport. That's a study that came out by Times Out magazine. And Mumbai ranked number 19. I was very surprised, but then also not surprised at all because you know, like how people say that like the local trains are like the lifeline of the city. And yes, we are a crazily overpopulated city, but like we somehow managed to, to run our public transport in a pretty smooth way. Exactly. And I think that's a perfect way to get into why we love public transport so much and what is so terrific here in Bombay. And we're going to speak about other cities as well, but we're, I think, uh, living in Bombay right now, focusing on the city. The one thing, no matter if you look at metros or if you look at the local trains, which go, as you said, north to south, really, it is really that they're reliably fast. You know when they're coming. They're usually on time, unless we have monsoon and it's water under. But uh, otherwise, they're really on time and you make it from one stop to another without any problem 100% 100% it's not like Deutsche Bahn <laughs> which is a running gag in Germany that like the German uh, railway system is always running late Mumbai trains are like the most reliable and the fastest mode of transport and that's why I am like such a proud non-car owner yeah, but yeah. I am actually a proud owner of a monthly pass um, and a metro card because I live in Andheri, but if I have a business meeting in, in South Bombay, like I will 100% take a fast train from Andheri station to Churchgate. 
And rather than being stuck on the road with like, even with like an Ola or Uber, which would take me like more than an hour, like I'll be very, very convenient, fast. And I can plan it. Like that's really one thing which I love about public transport. I know exactly how much time it takes from my house to the metro station, which is like a 10 minutes walk or a quick rickshaw ride. I know exactly within 15 minutes, I'll reach Andheri station. I know, okay, it takes me like half an hour to reach whatever, right? So I can plan accordingly. And yes, like, of, of course, like, for example, if I have a business meeting and I'm like dressed in a very formal way or something, I might not want to get into local, local train. I might take like the AC local. But even that, you pay like 70 rupees for that. Like that's less than a euro for 20 kilometers. Like it's literally like from one side to the other side of the city. And it is so convenient. I just love it. Yeah. And same for you, no? Um, Gwenda and I live basically on the opposite side of the highway and of the train tracks. So every time I want to meet her, she comes over. Uh, we have to cross those. Uh, in a car, that always means bottlenecks because there's yeah. bridges or whatever. Whereas in the metro, I know exactly from my home to the metro, it's a five-minute rickshaw ride. It's an 18-minute ride with the metro from my station to 18. yours. 18. <laughs> Not even 20. Every time, 18 minutes. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a 10 minute walk to your, your home makes basically half an hour. And I know it's half an hour. The only time I might get stuck is on the way from my home to the metro station. But otherwise, it's it's always there. And on a car, I would, I yeah. would know how long I take and be, yeah, could get really, really long. No, absolutely. And I think also one of the things, obviously, like when the AC local trains were introduced, there was a lot of discussion from like a cleaner in an office to like the head of the business development uh, in, a, in an MNC, right? Everyone is using the trains. And yes, there's a certain group of society which may not be able to afford like an AC local train. But at the same time, there's a huge group of people who are currently using their own car or they're using Olas and Ubers, which are like, obviously like taxi services, which now will actually start taking the AC local trains. They would never come into a non-AC train because whatever their perceptions are, causing the road traffic to actually switch from road to, to rail. And I think that is um, that is something which like the metros, for example, are doing a very good job with. And I think money does play a big role in that because as you were saying, if you take an Uber from where about we live to the south, that's, that's going to be about 600 rupees right now, I would yeah, say. Yeah, no? even more, I guess. Or like, more. Yeah, depending on the timings, yeah. And obviously in that same, you can take a 100 rupee train yeah. ride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And no, I think I think that is 100% true. And I, I remember, for example, like the first job uh, when I was working, in, in Bombay, like we used to get money to buy monthly passes for the trains. We would not get refunded for taxis, which I think is a lovely thing. And I think that is like somewhere again, like corporates can also like really push for like a revolution to using more public transport, making sure that they pay the employees to for like metro cards, train um, cards and, and so on. That being said, there is actually a service in Mumbai called City Flow and I think a few other ones, which basically are buses that go from key office hubs where there's a lot of offices yeah. and go to either popular residential areas or metro or train stations, making that trip easier yeah. as well. So uh, there's different ways that this... Absolutely. I think, I, I think the uh, flow buses are like a private thing. But I think that's, again, like public transport, we are paying taxes, we 100% need the government to invest in the infrastructure, making it very attractive for people to use it. 
But I think even public-private partnerships in, in this area, right? For example, the Metro, again, like the operators are partly private uh, organizations, is so, so important. I mean, like, why not? Like, I mean, anything that gets cars off the road and people into mass transportation uh, is, I think, like the best thing that we can do for our city. Yeah. And I think that uh, that actually brings me to another point in terms of best for our city, secure as a woman traveling in Mumbai. Now I have to say I never had a problem traveling in a car or in a rickshaw sense either. I know maybe some women who are new to the city would have. Interesting point. Yeah. I was just thinking that I remember like I've taken like local trains after partying in South Bombay and <laughs> being like drunk and, and all of that and still taking it and still feeling safe because like, I always say this about Bombay. Like I feel super, super safe in the city because there's always public around, right? There are always people around. And yes, I also feel safe if I take a cab or like a rickshaw or something. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would still feel safer in a train or a metro where there are like more people around than like, especially when I'm traveling alone late night or something. And I always am worried about being ripped off. It happened only once. This to me. never happens in Bombay, okay? It happened once to me. The guy actually didn't take me around basically, but just the meter was uh, messed with basically. Very, very, very unlike Mumbai. But at least, you know, when you're using something that runs on tracks, you know that what station comes and where you're going from where to where. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel just safe in knowing where I'm getting onto a train and where I'm coming out. Absolutely. No, I agree. And also like just in, in terms of orientation, right? Like, um, yeah, I think that's that's super so true. And also like one thing I've noticed is the more public transport I use, I make sure that like when I catch up with friends, I always try to catch up close to like a metro station or close to a train station or like even if it's malls like I will go to shopping mall if I can go directly by metro rather than like take a cab somewhere yeah I mean that's how we meet up frequently it's like okay somewhere on our metro line where can we go for coffee or whatever absolutely and I think also like for me it took me a while like I used to always buy single tickets for like the metro and even the train and it took me a while to actually like make that switch and buy like my monthly passes and stuff but it's so like since I've done it it's so convenient and I just wish like right now on my phone case I basically have my metro card and I also have my local train monthly pass and I just wish that there would be one card or app that would connect all of public transport in Mumbai that would be like super convenient and I think that's something which hopefully like going forward and with more metro lines coming up really that uh, connection between buses so I think for Mumbai specifically I feel like a lot of people whether it's people who are new to the city or also like people who have been born and brought up here they have a certain image of what public transport is, right? Uh, I know like these very cliche pictures of people hanging out of trains, like, and just being like super overcrowded. And that is, I think, the reason why a lot of people don't start using public transport. And also like, for example, when I moved to the city till date, I've not really been traveling a lot by bus because I always find it very difficult to understand like the the bus schedule and where the bus stops and which direction goes and all of that but I think that is one good thing Um, like for example you have the M indicator app and like other apps as well I think the idea of like digitalization in terms of access to public transport is, is really like one step forward 
And I think mobile apps are a terrific way. So as you say, obviously, ways to find out where are the routes, when are trains or buses going, what are the costs also to yeah. go from one place to another. But yeah, as you mentioned already, you have a monthly pass for the Metro, but I'm still buying like individual tickets. But even that I can buy online. So even when I'm sitting in a rickshaw from my home, I know already, okay, I'm going from A to B and I can buy that ticket online. I get a QR code. I mean, yeah, it mm-hmm. saves the paper ticket. It's not a lot, but just does one more thing and why not yeah, exactly and small it's so convenient uh, to to have you don't need small change that's always yeah. good yeah no I, I agree but i really feel like and I, I don't know whether that is something which is a responsibility of the government or the operators but i really feel like to create incentives for people to use like public transport for the first time because i remember actually like what you told me about your husband when you took him <laughs> for the first time hi victor <laughs> Yeah, no, because uh, my husband takes a car to work uh, every day. It's convenient. His company offers the car to him. Plans on the walls, etc. It was really, really well done. And ground. Yeah. So you get a really nice look around of things that you actually don't see otherwise. And actually, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm traveling to other cities is that I remember like when I was a kid and I went to Paris with my with my parents, like I always, always wanted to take like a metro line that basically goes around the city once. And like, it's beautiful. You just sit in the metro, you look out of the window, you discover like sightseeing spot. It's just beautiful. And I think that's truly like one of the things also why I, because I use so much public transport, I had to because I was working in town and living in Andheri. But uh, really, it helped me to like understand the city, get to know different neighborhoods and everything. The funny thing is, though, when you mentioned my husband, I was thinking of something completely different. <laughs> About what? <laughs> what are you saying? What are no. you thinking? <laughs> I only have that one husband. <laughs> but in terms of incentive by the government to make people make that switch between yeah. car and public transport is a special event that the German government did last year, where they had the what is called the nine euro ticket. For one month, oh, yeah. you paid nine euros for a ticket. And with that ticket, you could use all public transport in the cities and in all the cities in Germany. And you could use the slow trains between cities as well, which means that you could travel literally the, the entire, entire country, country for nine euros. That's yeah, nine dollars right now. Yeah, that's not even like thousand rupees. I remember like when I traveled back to Germany, I used that. I literally, from my hometown, I went to like Hamburg, I went to Berlin. It was fantastic. I I traveled, I visited my grandfather in a different state. Like it's not something which like on an economical side brings profit to the operators. But then also that's a question, right? Like does public transport has to be something which like makes profit for the government or is that why we pay taxes? And like, in, in my opinion, like I prefer paying taxes for like good public transport, good primary education, uh, good healthcare um, and, and so on rather than the fanciest roads. Yeah. And I mean, to some extent, obviously, we have the problem here in, in Mumbai with the different operators of the different metro lines. I've seen that in Bangkok as well. It's the same thing where you have basically the underground operated by another operator than the MRT. And uh, I think that's one way also to make people make the switch. If you make it easy and have one pass, as you mentioned, for everything. In Berlin, we have that. Basically, you can use the me- metro, the underground, buses, trams. We even have a few boats you know you can cross <laughs> boats are part of public transport in Berlin it's not like the sightseeing ones 
it's just where you basically have boats going like a ferry yes like ferries crossing over certain rivers i love that i love that yeah and you have that one pass that lets you use all of that and i think that's best so convenient absolutely that's amazing I always find like Singapore is doing a great job. I was just recently there, um, actually in not just incentivizing using public transport, but making it really, really expensive to own a car. Yeah. Because in Singapore, for those who don't know, it's the idea is that when you buy a car, you have to pay for the car, but you also have to pay for a license, which is actually more expensive than the car. Yes. So you basically pay the car twice in order to actually just own it. And then Fantastic. You- I love I love it. And I, I read recently that like there are some discussions in Mumbai as well that for new car buyers, that basically they have to prove that they have a parking slot in their building because that's another huge reason why there's so much traffic and why our roads are like, not even usable because there's so many cars just parked on public streets. So I think that's also like another good incentive in terms of, yes, you want to own a car. That means you're part of the part of the problem. So pay up for it. And the thing is that uh, in Mumbai, that's a serious problem because space is very limited, very expensive. Most apartments either don't even come with a parking slot or maximum one. Yeah. And a lot of the new built towers the lower parts are parking garage yeah, or but, underground yeah. yeah or underground but again for me maximum one car per flat so and like- most family like lots of families have more than one car and that is again like there's this really amazing quote that if you if you build a city for cars you will have more cars in the city but if you actually build a city for people to use public spaces to go cycling to walk and everything you will have people on the streets, walking, um, cycling, and, and so on. And that is, I mean, it's it's a decision, right? As like city planners and government, what kind of city do we want to create? What kind of city do we want to live in? And again, I have to bring up Singapore here because they have a fantastic museum about the development of Singapore over the last 50, 60 years and how they managed to make a city so friendly for pedestrians and Mm. for using public transport and one thing is not just having the public transport there but also being able to get to your transport and from the metro station or whatever to your work for instance they specifically said that they want to make sure that nobody has to travel more than 45 minutes from door to door to their workplace which as a goal is fantastic already yeah we were there and it was raining just so happened to rain on the first day and the tourist information basically told us that ah, from here you can go to the next MRT station right across the street and take the two-stop city hall and from there you have a covered walkway to the city gallery yeah amazing yeah I think also I mean when we talk about public transport the last mile connectivity like pedestrian walkways it's the most simplest thing but like I'm always frustrated and I've taken pictures of bikes who like take the pedestrian way because there's traffic on the road I'm like dude you are part of the traffic so like move out of my way I think that's that's so so true like we have to maintain pedestrian walkways we have to make sure they they accessible all these points are very important when we talk about public transport that we have to have a vision there's no point in just like okay just building a metro infrastructure is just the first step right now the next step is how do you change the habit of people to actually use public transport and and so on yeah and we could keep on talking i think about that uh, topic we really love our public transport so yay (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. But we do want to finish with the call to action for you guys. So if you already are using your public transport, next time you take a selfie, post it and tag us at GT Conversations uh, so that we see where you are at. Yes, whether you are in Bombay or in any other city, please tag us with your selfies of public transport. On GT Conversations, we'll definitely make sure that we repost your story as well. And if you're not yet using public transport, next time when you have a day off, look into your public transport network that's closest to you and decide where you go. Just use the metro for fun or go and explore a new area of the city and take a selfie and tag us. I love it. I love it. Next week, we are going to talk about a very fun topic as well, assumptions about Germany and India. We will definitely <laughs> bust some of those, uh, but we'll also tell you the ones that are true. Definitely stay tuned on Instagram. In the next couple of days, we'll post something and request all of you to share your assumptions about India and Germany in the comments. So we'll try and uh, take up as many of your assumptions. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Bye. Bye.